We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Straight up with no chaser. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. I love Gabe. I mean, I'm, I'm not. Listen, that's that's a little out of my uh, my pay grade right there to, 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 to talk a little bit more about that. But love Gabe. He's a guy that that kind of took me under his wing and, and just made me feel comfortable um, within being here and and getting more of a feel for the game and just kind of leading me and being a really good mentor for me uh, mentally. And um, I've said this also, like just watching his work ethic. Like just the, just the way he works, um, it's, it's it's inspiring. Bright spot for the Buffalo Bills wide receiver Khalil Shakir on Gabe Davis potentially having played his last game in Buffalo. We'll see. We welcome in Nate Gear from the Buffalo Bills Radio Network, our Odyssey Sports sister station WGR in Buffalo as well. I mean, we're trying to find pockets of brightness here. I mean, we could talk about guys like Shakir. We could talk about the offensive line, but this is overwhelming. And, and I was just saying to Gene over the break, like. The thing that's frustrating to me, Nate, is that it's become normalized that the Bills are just going to lose in these heartbreaking ways. When you watch the game and you see the pressure start to mount, you know that they're going to fold like the tables that get broken at the tailgate. Yeah, well, afternoon, guys. Uh, I was under the impression I was coming out to talk Syracuse basketball, so my apologies. Let me uh, let me reshift my... Uh, if, if you'd uh, like, we could talk about why uh, Josh Allen wasn't playing linebacker. That was fantastic. Let, let me f- set this up. I'm driving yeah. back, and Nate, it's it's the final half hour, and who knows how many beers these guys are in. Nate takes a call about the linebacker depth. That's the thing, and like this guy goes down the. Well, Nate, you 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 played football in high school, and so did I. And these guys, you know, we played two ways. Why couldn't we put Josh Allen at middle line? Who, Nate, pauses as if to say, "I have nothing to say to this." And just really, Dave, I was I was laughing hysterically. I almost drove off the road. You handled that beautifully. Yeah, you know there was a couple of interesting calls. I, I assumed uh, we had a guy who uh, who uh, feed the pit chant. That was a good one. Um, you know, so yeah, there was. Uh, listen, a, a game like that last night. You guys mentioned the heartbreak aspect of this, right? It's 
it, doesn't it almost feel like I, I, I not, I'm, I'm sure I don't, I'll, I won't be alone, but I'm sure this is not a popular opinion. I'm almost glad that Tyler Bass missed that field goal because I think it saved everyone from the heartbreak that was going to ensue on the next drive when they walked down the field and kicked a game winning touch, a uh, game winning field goal at a walk off sort of fashion. Um, and, and maybe at that point, the national narrative on ESPN and Fox Sports is it, you know, all of Josh Allen's failures, and maybe it's, you know, they can't win one for Josh Allen. But um, it's almost like I feel a little spared uh, of, of heartbreak that uh, that it was on Tyler Bass and not uh, on the foot of Harrison, but- uh, yeah, Harrison Butker uh, as time expired, because uh, that feels like maybe that would have hurt more. Yeah, Nate. I mean, it's it's essentially, would you rather I rip your heart out with my bare hands or use a knife? Because either way, it's coming yeah. out, and and that's what happens when the Bills inevitably lose to the Chiefs the way they do in the postseason. Um, I don't even know where to start. I mean, w- you know, there's so many questions here in the offseason. We could look back at the game, and, and, and there's so many things to, to question about the game. I guess my biggest question is what what happened after halftime? Because the Bills felt like they had something going with the physicality in the run game first half. Was it as simple as Spagnolo made adjustments and Joe Brady didn't match? Um. I think it's easy to, to maybe point to that. I haven't had a chance to watch the all 22 yet uh, and really go back and, and dive in. Um, I, listen, I think Joe Brady had a good game plan coming in. I, I thought they executed very well on the ground. They really dominated the line of scrimmage. Um, and I, I think what ended up happening for me anyways, if there was a criticism, it became how predictable um, they started being on offense and, and specifically on first down and second and short. And, um, you know, on second and short to me, especially with Josh Allen, those were your money downs where it's almost like you're playing with house money. There, there's an opportunity to take some shots. Now there were six shots, six throws that traveled more than 10 yards. Now that doesn't mean that there were six design plays travel, uh, designed to travel more than 10 yards down the field. It doesn't mean that um, the, the whole game plan was built around the short passing game and um, they did, they weren't trying to take shots, but I, I think, you know, there, there was something to be said about how good that defense is, particularly their secondary luxurious uh, need is in my estimation right now, uh, the best cover corner in football. So knowing all of those things, I thought the game plan was was pretty self-aware of, all right, we are going to have to play ball control and take the air out of the ball a little bit. But I guess my problem with that, guys, is when are we, you know, when is Sean McDermott going to learn? Because that's exactly the game plan that they've lost to this team before. I, I just think when you have a quarterback like Josh Allen, and if your game plan is, to basically construct an offensive game plan to keep the opposing quarterback off the field. It's just not a game plan that I want to feel like I have when I've got a quarterback as good as Patrick Mahomes on the other sidelines. Like I just, I guess what I want to put in the mind of some bills fans that are, that really, you know, don't like people criticizing the offensive game plan. And this is all on the defense and uh, you know, the defense couldn't make stops and injuries and true. The defense couldn't make stops. That was an offense on the other side of the ball that has not scored 30 points since week two against the, uh, against the Chicago bears guys. Like this was not an offense in the Kansas city chiefs functioning at a particularly high level going into this game. So like the idea that the game plan was, the defensive coach, well, actually, we're not going to really worry about playing defense. We're going to have our offense keep the ball away from the other team's offense. I don't know. It just it, it, it goes back to the idea of playing not to lose um, instead of playing to score as many points as you possibly can. And um, I do think the game plan worked for, for a good little while um, until it didn't. And, guys, if they had kept, they kept with that game plan, 
They are a McCole Hardman fumble out of the back of the end zone from being down 14 points. And are we, t- are we talking about a blowout? Yeah. So, you know, I think for me, it's easy to say, well, the Bills had a chance to win it at the end of the game. So how bad was the offensive, you know, uh, play calls in the second half? Well, they scored seven points. Frankly, they probably should have lost by more. And at the end of the day, the offense did not do enough to keep up with a Chiefs team that I thought was playing with their food in the fourth quarter. They wanted to give the Bills an opportunity to win that game, and they almost did. So, yeah, you could point to the missed throw to Stephon Diggs that he shouldn't have thrown it to, you know, Khalil Shakir in the end zone. But I'll tell you what, if he doesn't get hit by Chris Jones, uh, you know, Kansas City has the ball with a minute 42 timeouts, but they got to score a touchdown to win. Um, I think we might be talking about a different game. So uh, all and then, you know, you could point to one or two plays here, but that's what these games always come down to. One or two plays here, one or two plays there, and uh, disappointment once again for Bills fans. You, you know, it didn't, you know, in the big scheme because of the Hardman fumble, but is there any explanation that's a good explanation as uh, why DeMar Hamlin on fourth and five? I love the fact that no. Matt Beauvais in the postgame pressed McDermott on la- that. Les- like, what you, your team needed a spark? That would be like the last idea for a spark. Why not keep number 17 on the field, Nate? Yeah, and like, listen, no, no offense to DeMar Hamlin. Um, he's not a guy that you're looking to have the ball in his hands. He's a safety. Um, and I think for me, that to me, if, if you're planning on being aggressive there, which I wanted him to go for it, um, you don't take Josh Allen off the field. You put the game uh, in the hands of Josh Allen. And I think that's the biggest mistake that Sean McDermott made in this game and has made in these close games um, that they've lost in the playoffs is they take the ball out of the hands of Josh Allen. And you think that, like, uh, to me, the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, if the Kansas City Chiefs were going to lose this game, if they're going to not make win a Super Bowl this year, it's not going to be because they take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand. And that's really where I need this franchise to get to is um, they need to find an offense that, and to be honest, additional playmakers um, that can scale this passing offense. From 2020, nine 300-yard games, including the playoffs in 2020, eight in 2021, seven in 2022, Six in 2023. What to me, they are regressing. Their pass game is devolving. It is not evolving, and that's my biggest concern about Joe Brady. Is listen, I loved that they developed a conventional run game. I think that was hugely important to the development of this offense moving forward for sustainability and being able to win in December and January. But guys, it can't come at the behest of of their passing offense. They can't. You have to have, live in a world where you can have both. The Chiefs do. The Ravens do. Um, the Ravens decided they need to get away from an offensive coordinator that really only could run the football and couldn't throw it. Now they have both, and now they're probably on a collision course with the uh, San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl. So I, I think for me, you can't – that's my problem right now with the offense is you can't have a de-evolution in their pass game um, just so you can prop up a run game. To me, that makes no sense with Josh Allen at your quarterback position. Um, and, and I just, I, I want to think that anyone else with an elite quarterback, the Burroughs, the Mahomes, the, the Lamar Jacksons is taking the ball out of those guys' hand is not a winning form. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. How much of that de-evolution offensively is on Stefan Diggs getting older one year at a time? Listen, he's older. He's not washed. Um, I, I hated the conversation after the game yesterday on Twitter about this is all on Diggs, and he can't get open. That's why they're running all these screen passes with him. And, and I'm, I'm calling BS, guys. Like, go back to the, to the Dolphins game. Go, there's three consecutive games Josh Allen missed a wide-open Stephon Diggs. I think they're asking him to run different routes. He is an intermediate route running master. And they stopped running intermediate routes with him. It's out routes. It's these like little tiny dump off slot screens. Every game they're trying to manufacture these very basic, unnuanced touches. They're giving them runs. Like they're trying to run them because they're like, we don't know how to use them. And that to me is a huge problem because I think that the one thing I'll say about Ken Dorsey is Ken Dorsey knew how to use, uh, how to use Stephon Diggs. He was on pace for a career year. Then the offensive coordinator switch happened, and he basically didn't have 100 yards for the rest of the season. I saw a stat by uh, Ian Harditz today, that, I, and I don't know when this dates back to, but it's uh, yardage, I think, after week 12 or something, and it's Khalil Shakir with 460 and Stephon Diggs with 440. And Diggs had 80 targets. Uh, Khalil Shakir had 32 hmm. So to me, guys, this isn't about Diggs not getting open. It's not about Diggs. Yes, he had drops. You know who led the league in drops? Tyreek Hill. So don't give me that it's drops and he can't get open. They didn't use him the way that Ken Dorsey used him. They didn't use him the way that uh, Brian Dable used him. So um, I, if I were Diggs, I'd be a little frustrated. But, man, how are you supposed to say anything when you drop that I mean, that might have been the best deep ball I've ever seen thrown, considering it's fourth quarter, the situation, the down and this, everything. That was an unbelievable throw from Josh Allen, and you need your number one $120 million receiver to come down with that 99 and a half out of 100 times. So 
Um, yeah, it's, I, I don't believe that Stefan Diggs is washed up and he's getting old and 30 years old. No, no, no. I, I think they need to use him far better and they need other weapons to step up. I was, they miss Gabe Davis, but they need to be better than what they had in Gabe Davis. I love Khalil Shakir. I love Dalton Kincaid, but they've got some decisions to make on how they're going to make that room better because they need other contributing guys, and they just did not get it in that game. Nate Gary, Buffalo Bills Radio Network. You also hear him on WGR, guest here uh, in the sports bar. So, Nate, uh, final press conference is coming up tomorrow. Sean McDermott, 11, and and, let's be honest, I'm, I'm not expecting to get anything newsy out of Sean McDermott, but then Brandon Bean is always good to kind of give you a, a unique thought or maybe a kind of a nugget tomorrow. What's your expectation or what would be kind of uh, you know your line of questioning here for the general manager? Because there's a lot of things here. You've got a lot of free agents. You've got a lot of need. You don't have a, you know some areas on this team. You really need some depth. So I'm just very curious to hear what uh, Brandon Bean has to say tomorrow. I mean... I think I'd press these two with the same line of questioning until you get what you want, which is has this team under this leadership, not maybe not Brandon Bean, but this head coach um, reached its ceiling. Um, I saw um, someone, I, I was a more of a, you know, blue check bills fan, somebody that maybe it was somebody from ESPN talking about, you know, how this felt like it was the Doug Collins, Chicago bulls. They had the superstars, they had the right pieces, um, and then it took a change to Phil Jackson for them to go on their 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 NBA titles run. Do I think this Bills team at this point in, their, in, in Josh Allen's career is five, a five Super Bowl run in them? No, but I think they can still win a Super Bowl. Um, they're going to have a lot of hard decisions to make, and those roster and personnel decisions are going to fall on the on the shoulders of Brandon Bean. And I trust Brandon Bean to make those decisions um, and and get out of this on the other side. But I don't know where I am with Sean McDermott, guys. I, I want I like Sean McDermott. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a great defensive coach. Um, I think it's fair to ask questions about whether or not he's the coach that's going to get them to a Super Bowl. And I, I'm out of the mind that he is. They've hit their head. Um, they've, they've maxed out in the AFC championship game. Um, and they've lost in three straight divisional rounds. Guys, if, if that's not – if that doesn't warrant questions about – um, whether or not they're going to need to find someone who can get them over that hump, um, then I don't know what is. I, I think that's the first and only question I need. I, I, I'm going to need real answers from it. Yeah, Nate. I, I mean, I, I think you and I park our cars in the same garage and that having the conversation about should McDermott be let go is, is fruitless. He's not going anywhere. They're not going to move on from him. But But the idea that he can only take you to a, a certain point, my worry, my concern, and he did it this year where this was his first time as a defensive play caller. And I thought there were times this season where he coached his ass off. And then I thought there were other times this season where he just was overwhelmed that there, you know, it's a hard thing to be the defensive play caller and a leader of men in that locker room. Do you think Sean McDermott gets help this off season? Or do you think this pattern continues? No, I, I think Sean proved this year that he could do both. Um, and I think he also proved that he's one of the best, if not the best defensive play caller in the league. And um, there's value to that. But, you know, I think for me, does that make him a good head coach? I, I think that you have to ask yourself the question if you're a Bills fan and you're looking, on for, looking to move on from Sean McDermott. And then after you answer the question, you have to, you have to ask yourself whether you care. But I think it's right now, if Sean McDermott were fired by the Buffalo Bills, He'd walk. He, he's like Mike Vrabel. He'll have an opportunity to go coach another NFL team 
in the next week and a half. Mm-hmm. He will get a head coaching job. Um, and then the question, so now that we've acknowledged that, that's true. He'll get another head coaching job. Someone will hire him. Do you care? Is that, should that play at all into your want or your decision to move on from Sean McDermott? And I'm not sure I do care. I, I think, good. I, I think he's a good coach. Um, I think he has taken this team from being a perennial loser, a perennial laughing stock amongst the league, to a team that consistently wins regular season games and gets to the playoffs and can't get over the hump. And I don't, I'm not concerned about the Andy Reeds. It's a well, four straight NFC championships, and then he won a Super Bowl in Kansas City. I bet, you know, I bet uh, Philadelphia wishes they hung on to him. No, they don't. They won a Super Bowl three years later. Um, so, like, Sometimes, guys, you have to make hard decisions. You have to um, decide to move on. And, and I think the, the, the core focus of this potential move on, for me anyways, is because you have a couple more seasons of Josh Allen playing at the type of level he's playing at now. You're not going to get a 32-year-old Josh Allen running for 500 yards and 15 touchdowns. It's not going to happen. Um, for me, I think you need one of these offensive gurus, somebody that's going to stick around, or if not a guru, Listen, I'd be a a Belichick-McDaniel combo. I don't know. Is that the sexiest thing in the world at this point? No. Um, But I need continuity in the offensive coaching room. And I don't think Sean McDermott's going to be able to provide that because any offensive coordinator that walks in here is going to have a good season with Josh Allen, is going to have interviews and likely leave within a year or two of stepping in. And I think that revolving door, an offensive coordinator makes it really hard. That's just the contributing factor to the other things I think are leading me to think like they need to look long and hard. Now, I I think this is a dumb conversation to even have because they're not going to make the move. Sean McDermott wasn't going to be fired after a six and six season. If they missed the playoffs, I don't think Sean McDermott would have been fired. So um, is it even worth having the conversation to me? No. Should they be having it? Absolutely. Um, But I don't know that it matters, guys. Yeah. I mean, well, one conversation we can have, because they need to make a decision here. What, depending on who you look at, you're, you're some 40 million over the cap right now, Nate. Does this roster have, to what degree do they have a makeover next year? And, uh, should Bills fans may be bracing for a half step back next year? Possible. Um, I think that they're going to get there, there's some routes for them to start clearing space. I think they'll start doing it right away. Uh, they're going to have to get cleaned up before free agency starts in March, where they're going to want to not necessarily be aggressive, but do what they did this year, which is go out and go get Connor McGovern, who solidified the offensive line, go out and get some, some rosterable players like Deontay Hardy and, and Trent Sherfield uh, and Leonard Floyd late in the, late in the process. Um, they're going to want and be able to do that. Um, am I concerned about the interim? No, I, that Brandon Bean has found ways to get creative. There's always money in the banana stand. As my buddy, Greg Thompson at cover one always says. Um, but I also think that they're going to need a little bit of luck. Um, if the league passes down a suspension for Von Miller this offseason, the Bills need to pull the rug on that immediately. It's a free out of that contract. Um, I don't think whether he's out of the woodworks legally or not, I think there's a very good chance that he gets suspended this offseason um, because, A, he was arrested and he had a arrest warrant issued for him. He was arrested. Um, yes, the story was recanted, um, but the legal process had already played out. There, there is no dropping of charges if, if the legal process already played out, which I think it did. And Ezekiel Elliott was, was suspended for less a few years back. So even if he's suspended for one or two games, um, that gives the Bills a contractual out of that contract where they do not owe him uh, any of his remaining guaranteed money and no dead cap space. That would be a huge break 
for the Bills. I think they're going to have to get creative. I think that they're going to have to remake Josh Allen's contract uh, this offseason like the Kansas City Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes last season um, to offer themselves some more additional room while giving them maybe some more upfront money, not necessarily a restructure, but maybe a complete remake of that contract. Um, I don't know. They're, they're going to have to probably cut and, and cut bait and cut ties with Tredavious White, which is going to be a, a tough decision to make. They're probably going to have to do that. I think they're going to have to look really long and hard at trading Dawson Max this offseason. Um, I loved um, at times what they were able to do with two tight end sets, but I can't be paying $18 million uh, to a guy that gets one or two targets a game. Um, I, I can find that anywhere. Um, so I, I do think there's some tough decisions to make, and those are probably the primary ones. But um, yeah, they, the Brad, I, Brandon Bean is not in an enviable position heading into the offseason, that's for sure. So, Nate, when we look ahead to April, I, we, we can already start to have the conversation of what the Bills, what we think the Bills will do versus what we think the Bills should do. Is it the same thing? What do you think the Bills will do? What do you think the Bills should do when it comes to the draft in April? Well, I think they could consider trading back in this draft. They've spent the last two or three drafts trading up. Um, they can't do that this year. They need more players. Brandon Bean has proven that he's a pretty darn good drafter. I mean, getting what they got under Osiris Torrance, he can't be moving second-round picks. Um, they become incredibly valuable. Osiris Torrance, I mean, played every single snap for this team. He's hugely valuable. He's another guy that's helped really solidify the interior of this offensive line. Um, so they need as many first and second round picks as they can get their hands on, but they need to attack the skill position hard. Um, they need to go after uh, at least one more wide receiver, probably two. I'd like to, for them to spend a first round pick at wide receiver. They're going to have to replace one or both. I think both Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde this off season. I think you can do that in the draft, uh, get some young players uh, in the first and second round to do that. Um, I think they're going to have to continue adding to the cornerback room. You're going like, to likely lose Tredavious White. Rasul Douglas is a great player, but he's going to be age 32 season next year. Um, and Dane Jackson could potentially walk as well. And you don't know what you got in Kyrie Elam. So um, I think addressing the depth at wide receiver has to be first and foremost what this team does um, this upcoming draft. And, and I expect them to do so. Nate, uh, well, you, you get a few uh, weeks off. You don't have to be uh, entertaining drunken calls anymore, uh, at least from the uh, next few months here from Bills fans. Really appreciate your time today, buddy. It's bittersweet, man. You know, I, I, uh, I said it in the show. It's, it's one of those things people are always like, oh, my God, how do you handle these callers? It's, I, doing the post game is one of my favorite things. I, 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 it's a little bit of a, a sounding board for myself, but I, I, I like taking phone calls. I like hearing from people and you know, I like when people kind of feel like they can call me and get my thoughts on, on kind of what they're feeling to either, you know, confirm or uh, maybe move off of some of the things they're feeling from these games. So uh, I'll miss it uh, and be, be looking forward to September. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, my, my eyes are on golf season. There's no doubt about that. It's bittersweet, man. It's like when you take that ride on the roller coaster and you get off of it and you know that you just had a blast, but you're just a little bit, you're just a little bit queasy, maybe just a little bit, but you, you can't wait to get back on it again because it was such an ex exhilarating ride. I, I feel like that's what a lot of us are feeling today. That, that's what I'm feeling today. It is. It's just bittersweet. It's like, oh, man, the ride's over and I kind of can't wait to get back on that ride again. And no, we don't take it for granted, the, the idea that we get to do this uh, for a living, talk about this team. Uh, man, Nate, you do a great job, and thank you so much for the time, man. Always appreciate it. Yeah, man, it, the, these seasons, they go by so quick and it's, you know, the summers are never long enough, but uh, it's always a pleasure, guys. Look forward to talk to you in the next couple of weeks here as we uh, we head into free agency and draft season. For sure. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, Gary Buffalo Bills Radio Network.
I, I I like the roller coaster analogy. For me, it's the climbing the mountain analogy because as soon as Bass misses that kick, you do the math. You're like, they're not getting the ball back. Oh my gosh, we're we're back at St. John Fisher. Oh, we're talking draft. We're doing this. Players are. It's like what it took just to get to that point yeah. for this team, and then you got to do it all over again. This is like one of the like I don't enjoy doing these shows. Day the after yeah. the Bills season ends is terrible. Day after the Super Bowl is terrible too. Day after the Super Bowl is always a rough one for me. Like, oh man, ah, oh, it's over. Well, I it, like when we get to the second half of the Super Bowl, like fourth quarter, I'm like, oh yeah, oh I don't want it to end. No, I don't want it to end. Um, well, great stuff from Nate as right. always. You had the Sabers to <laughs> no. Really? No. Yeah. Really? <laughs> he sat next to Paul Hamilton last night. He's like, well, I'm looking forward to covering some Hammer playoff games. I'm like, yep. Think we can accommodate you there. Hopefully. Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. We got to get to happy hour next in the sports bar. Hey, look, we've we've all got a lot of feelings. We've, we're all sorting through our emotions from yesterday. We'd love to hear from you. You can join us at 585 866 4 fan 866 Four three two six. I I feel like I want to be more outraged, but I'm just kind of disgusted. I'm I'm disgusted that them losing the way they lost last night has become normalized, and we're immune to it. And you know, we're almost reserved to the fact that as the tension mounts in a game, you can count on the Buffalo Bills. To fall apart. I think that's the only way I can really say how if that's how I felt watching the game last night. It's how I kind of feel today. That we've it's almost become normal. It's like, yeah, well, what are you gonna do? That's just the way they lose games. That's the way their season always ends. I hate that. Would you rather had Tyler Bass make the kick and then Patrick Mahomes drive but down in a game? Just See, the fact that we're having that conversation yeah. is maddening. We shouldn't even be thinking that way. We should be thinking, you know what the Bills did? They beat them by two scores because they executed. Or they beat them, you know, in the second half. They turned things around. They, it was a slow start, but they turned it around. And and maybe that happens if you connect on one of those long plays. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Well, we, we got a lot to sort through. We'll get to that. Uh, along with a round of shots. That's coming up next here on The Fan. You're listening to The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.